0: Hello and welcome to the 8th episode of the Famadelic Experience podcast. This is your host, David Kolosic. It's been a long time since we had the last podcast and I'm happy to be back with a very exciting guest, Janko Ignatovic. He has had a very impressive career spanning from research and development and today in project management in biosimilars. And he's been involved in so many different things that made this conversation so much more interesting. For example, we talked about finding the purpose in your career, the mentality of the servant leadership, etc. So in a nutshell, I think you'll learn a lot and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Yanko, how's it going? Great, great. Thank you for your invitation. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Like, I've, I've been looking at your professional profile and it's just, it's impressive. The amount of things you've done in such a short period of time, it's, it's a real pleasure to have you here.
1: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: I've been, I've been looking at your profile like you've been working in science for quite some long time. Now you work in project management for biosimilars. You've been organizing all kinds of events, volunteering, etc. But there must be a beginning. So as a student, like I know that you were also quite proactive. And I'm just curious about your beginnings, how it all started and then how it all led to where you are today. Well, yes, to be fully honest, the beginning
1: is uh, really within my family. So uh, with, me, with uh, my upbringing, I have been privileged to be in a family of medical doctors. So my mother is an emergency medicine specialist. And uh, from the very, very early age, I knew that all my life will be dedicated to helping people and helping in general humanity to live a better, healthier life. So it was just a decision whether it is going to be medicine or pharmacy. At the very end of my high school, I uh, was very interested in chemistry. You know, I was competing on republic competitions in the science because I found it very magical. And the combination between medicine and chemistry was pharmacy. And to be fully honest, for me, this was a perfect fit. So I started with applying for the Faculty of Pharmacy at the University in Belgrade in Serbia. And this is how I launched my career. So from the very beginning, I was interested in this magical combination of healthcare combining medicine and chemistry and how basically all of the things that the people from the pharmacy background do can be in a way influenced and made in a form of different type of businesses that at the very end help humanity live longer and
0: better your career journey started at the point when you joined the faculty and this is very different to what we normally see right people join the faculty they study 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 and then, at the final year, or even after graduation, they realize, "Oh, hang on a minute. I have to get a job. I haven't thought about this before." <laughs> so I think do you think it's important to actually start thinking about your career early on?
1: This is essential. I mean, uh, just maybe maybe one thought also regarding my current position. So when being so deeply involved in business, You know, I identify that they also need this type of skills. So I was interested in psychology, pharmacy, medicine, and now I'm pursuing and finishing my MBA studies. Why is this so? Because I think that our generation, the most, how to say, interconnected generation to each other and to the information that is now available online, there is no, in a way, excuse that we cannot be anything that we want. We just have to know early on what is important for us, what is our passion and what drives drives us. And it is absolutely okay if this changes over time. Why am I saying this? Because I in a way feel that we are the first generation who is making a difference in the living standards, also in the way we live, how we live, how we communicate to each other, how we engage with information and the other people. In a way, you know, when I was a child, uh, my parents and grandparents were telling, telling to me, you finish the faculties, you find a job, and for 40 years uh, until you retirement, that's it, you know? No. Yeah. Our generation has to, has to have this con- constant iterations of, am I on the right track? Does this science, does this job, does this position drive me? Is this the way I want to develop my career? And it's absolutely fine if this changes over time. You just have to know, what is the direction and make a first step. You do not have to see the, st- the whole staircase, you know, but drive your ambition and your passion. Realize this is everything building in yourself, you know, and it develops over time. Realize what is your passion. Do this often in order to check whether you are on the right track and to check whether you're acquiring the skills that are needed to come to the top of this mountain, to the top of this staircase, which will be how to say maybe your future job, maybe your, the life you want to pursue. So I have to admit that I was very, very interested and I still am interested in science. So this is how I started. But for me, maybe the thing that made a difference within my years of studying is that I was always wanting to be stimulated by other types of activities. So I really joined um, different type of part-time jobs and supported different type of activities that we had in Serbian capital as a volunteer. So this really gave me a different perspective, not only to see pharmacy, medicine, and one point of all of the knowledge that is available there, but it in a way helped me to connect the dots between different types of professions, between different types of people, and in a way, uh, how to say, be a more professional in my field, and this was really pharmacy and medicine. So after finishing my master's, I applied for the PhD at the faculty of pharmacy university in belgrade at the module of drug analysis and this is how i after finishing the faculty uh, decided maybe to continue with pursuing science on a very very different level level because you know david as a student you learn things but as a phd student you contribute to science so you want to discover yeah. something new. so maybe this wish was something that triggered me or maybe this curiosity that uh, in a way enforced me to uh, apply for the phd so this is how it all started uh but maybe what it makes also a difference is during my phd studies i was really opened as a, as a, as i mentioned before to other opportunities to see how the whole community functions and where my profession fits in all of the global society so this is the reason why i continued with, with these part-time jobs especially as a, tr- a tourist guide i was working uh, for one uh a tourist agency in Belgrade. Uh, so I was touring um, people from our region uh, in whole Europe, Northern Africa, Middle East. So once you, once in a while, I was always traveling, you know. So this gave me a different perspective because I knew how to communicate with people. I learned a lot about the human psychology because we'll have to manage different type of people on different type of tours, you know. And in a way, opened my horizons towards uh, communication in psychology. So this combination, how pharmacy, medicine, and psychology fits one to another is something that gave me gave me a really, really inspiration to continue to pursue this type of knowledge. Then I applied for the internship within the company GSK, one of the global companies and the headquarters in Belgrade. And there we had a, an amazing opportunity to be in a way um, educated in the form of um, in the field of sales, medical, regulatory, all of the things that have been doing in the headquarters in Belgrade. After this, so during my uh, GSK internship, uh, something very, very important in my career life happened. And this is, as I said, I was open to the different type of opportunities. This was the BioCamp. So uh, BioCamp, regional BioCamp, uh, I saw the invitation at the faculty, just one poster, and thought to myself, maybe I should apply for for this event because, you know, in that time I was applying for everything. And um, this event was held in Ljubljana. I was invited to it and it gave me really really a huge boost in my how to say interest and in a way formed me as a professional that I am now. So BioCamp was the event for young ambitious students that was held in Slovenia. So it was a regional biocamp. And I had the opportunity to be educated and also to win this competition in different types of business case studies in the field of pharmacy and medicine, and also represent the uh, European region at the Global BioCamp that was held in Basel the same year. So I was really stimulated because, you know, this was the, maybe the first time that I operated in the area that was my field pharmacy, medicine, healthcare, and business and also for, for with different type of people that are coming from different countries. So it was pretty international environment, and I liked it a lot, because it was, as I said, combination of tourism and pharmacy. Here we are in a global company, communicating in English, talking to, to each other, et cetera. In Basel, there was a, basically a global bio-camp, so people from all of the countries, over all of the world's region, who want the regional bio-camps like me, Uh, presented their regions at the headquarters of novartis in basel so it was it was an exciting experience and in a way i decided that this is the way i wanted to continue with my career or how to say maybe to make it more purposeful not not only theoretical like on phd studies and pursuing academic career but to make it really personal close to the patients that all of the innovations all of theoretical knowledge that we develop can be used in a form of different type of medic medicines that really prolong human life and make a difference and in the meanwhile Novartis office here in Ljubljana in Slovenia offered me a position and in a way I just moved within one month after regional bio camp here in Ljubljana I moved to Slovenia and continued with my both academic and career in in pharmaceutical industry. So I applied for another PhD in biotechnology here in Ljubljana in Slovenia because I got a job offer within the drug product development department which was much more focused on biosimilars and protein drugs with different type of monoclonal antibodies so this still is a type of modern medicine that all pharmaceutical companies are focused on. So I identified that basically I would like to have a, a lot of theoretical knowledge and in a way contribute as a researcher in this field. So I continued with the PhD studies here, the second PhD studies here at the Faculty of Biotechnology. So in a way, in a nutshell, it was, I to say, pretty demanding journey. But, you know, when you know why and why are you doing this, then it's much easier.
0: Wow, this is really impressive. What was your driving force and what kind of advice would you give to someone who is about to start this journey?
1: To really try to focus on solving the the world's most, how to say, biggest problems and the biggest challenges. You know, this is your direction and just make a first step. Acquire the skills that you, in a way, anticipate or maybe feel that are going to be needed to do this. This is you making the first step and believe me the road and this staircase and the ladder or the mountain whatever you you envision it how to say to your to your goal to your to your journey is going to reveal by yourself i really like the concept of blue ocean inventions you know it is very very difficult now to manage with with all of our available workforce from the west and from the east with all of the technology, technology advancements coming from the West and from the East, you know, because this is a tectonical shift now that we have yeah. technological advancements from the West to the East, you know, but it's very important to think about, to think a lot more in future and to anticipate what is going to be needed for the humanity and in a way you will be on the right track to acquiring the skills that are needed and maybe inventing the jobs that still do not exist.
0: And I think, I, I think you, you hit the nail with this one because I've been seeing the same in my career. I've, I was kind of pivoting a lot, trying a lot of new things. And today as a worker, I work in a technology company developing cloud software for the life science industry. We are developing a lot of AI and machine learning kind of things. And we already see that with the technology we are now providing, a lot of jobs will become extinct as the technology is developing. So I think... The key message I'm hearing from you is to really be open-minded, to really try different things, and to kind of develop the skills of the future, right? Because if you're narrow-minded and you just think, okay, I'm just going to do this one little thing, it's okay, but this can kind of limit you in the long term right and we don't know what the long term is but if you develop these broad skills like you said in your situation the cultural awareness speaking the language being able to communicate being able to think outside of the box to develop things to innovate this gives you that kind of possibility to keep yourself on in your direction whatever that direction is and in whichever kind of way it shifts as you said it's good to pivot right
1: Absolutely. I agree. So it, uh, um, why I'm so fascinated with this combination and all of the sciences that in a way drive me. Because at the very at the very end, at the, at the really bottom line is that it all comes how you think, how what is your approach and mindset to want towards something you do. Whether it is a job, whether it is the, I don't know, finishing your studies, doing a PhD, etc. You know, so what is really needed and what the, the faculties, maybe now, now our, our educational system is luckily evolving, but it takes time. It's not fast enough, you know. For example, the things that we need now require in pharmaceutical industry are now even being implemented in the, the faculties. So it's too slow. So we have to be much faster, you know. So we have to think differently. Exactly. But the thing is that the good thing that our university gave to us and gave to everyone is the broad academic and theoretical knowledge which can be used. Most importantly, in a way we we learn how to think about one subject. And this is now, in a way, very specialistic, very narrow narrow academic theoretical thinking, which is amazing. What we need to develop as a generation is the broad system thinking, to see how my, my profession and my knowledge fits into the global infrastructure. And in a way, develop these broad thinking uh, skills, also needed in different type of innovative procedures, different type of new coming, different how to say ongoing activities that we have that will enable us to solve something for others. I really love the concept of, of servant leadership, you know, because in a way, uh, I think that one of the greatest, maybe how to say, the greatest and the best way to live your life is to serve others. We really have the privilege in the Western world, here in Europe, and in other countries, to be educated. And it is our obligation and the moral right, if you ask me, to use our knowledge in order to boost different type of areas that we excel in, and to make a world a better place. Because I really feel that we need this shift into thinking, and we are now seeing a different type of companies emerging that are much more connected to this social impact that we want to implement. So think, what what do you want that your social impact is in 10, 5, I don't know, 20 years? So this is maybe something that will help you to find your passion. And, you know, it's very tough studying, working. You're always hustling. Now we are living in the days that the flow of information is just overwhelming. But if you really know why and what you want to do, it is much easier to deal with these, in a way, challenges. And, of course, the world is going to change even faster. And uh, the way we live is also going to change. But the most important thing is not to fear it. You know, because if we fear it, we trigger this survival mechanism, which is not so beneficial for, not only for us, but for everyone in our surroundings, for also on a global scale. If we all started fearing each other, what would the world be like? And maybe one evolutionary trait, uh, which, uh, in a way, um, made us still be and live on this earth, is that the organisms that cooperate really evolve. The organisms that are selfish, yes, they are here, but they have some limitations in their uh, essence and in their nature and in, in, the, in different type of ecosystem we earth. So I really invite everyone to cooperate and not to fear the change. The change is something that is going to be constant in our lives and this is something that we have to embrace and use as our advantage and really develop a big positive mindset about it
0: i really like this idea that you mentioned the servant leadership uh, because if you actually help the others and everyone helps each other and we are kind of helping with the skill sets and the minds that we have we are kind of developing others we're developing generations which which leads to innovation and you know all the good things but at the same time if everyone else has the concept or the mindset of the servant leadership we are growing from the others right so it's just beneficial to help each other rather than you know think about yourself so i really like this um this concept and i've seen it in many places yes
1: absolutely what we need is agility this has to be a trade of our generation you know this is the way how we younger generations are going to set a different example comparing to different leaders of today in science, in politics, in economics. We now really, in a way, live in pretty challenging times. So it is our decision. Are we going to do something about something that we want to see in the world? Or are we just going to be educated and talk about it? Be a doer. Develop
0: this agility.
1: Agility is something that uh, is pretty much required in every aspect of our lives, not only in professional sense. So really be a door and just make a first step. Make a first step to, to the staircase because sometimes when I speak to people, I see this fear of change which leads to procrastination and procrastination leads to a different type of fears, anxiety, and the buildup of this negative mindset that all, that really holds people in a cold, like crunching space that they cannot move, you know? It is so easy to change. It is so really easy to be agile. Now you... The first thing that you can do is to research online about it. Reach out to someone who knows about the subject. You know, develop a relationship. In a way, we are lacking this, how to say, human touch and human conversation, and yet we have the opportunity to be even more connected. Reach out to someone. For example, the trait that I learned, because, you know, I was doing a lot of things, and in a way, I was always maybe being so different from the other groups in my ambition. Reach for someone. Ask for help. This is, for example, something that I learned very recently. You know, when you ask for help, this is, that we are, uh, this is showing that we are offer, offer, offering that someone else makes a servant leadership toward us, to lead us in a different way. Exactly.
0: And people love helping anyways as well, right? Yes. Yes. And you will see an amazing thing will happen. And I've had these experiences quite often as well, and I mean, even this collaboration we're doing right now is was exactly like this, right? We just got connected, we didn't really know each other, and we realized that there's something that we can do, yes, yes, and now, looking at all the like all these concepts and uh, things you've learned, how are you applying this in your daily job and if we like I think people understand what R and D is, what science is like, because that's something we do at the faculty. And then especially if you do the masters or the PhD, you are highly involved in research and development, but how is working in R and D in the industry, especially for example, developing high technology things such as, as we mentioned, biosimilars, et cetera. Mm -hmm. How is this different? How would you inspire someone to continue R and D, but in the industry compared to academia, or even both. Yes,
1: so maybe if we just look, look back,
0: you know, um, everything starts
1: with academia, uh, everything starts with education, and this is a blessing that we have opportunity to be a part of. And if we just go back, all of the greatest inventions that we, in a way, in this theoretic, theoretical academic sense, felt and learned about were different. We're purposeful. We're driven. We can show something to another. We can show that, that we make a difference. And the difference was the loss human longevity, the our advancements in technology. So everything that comes from our mind, we do this scientific approach and make it how to say theoretical, academical research. And only some of the type, some type of researchers that are successful and can be purposeful can really make a difference. Yeah. Okay. So this is the main word, purposefulness of action between the different type of academic career and the industry career, especially in pharmacy. Because you know, at the very end, for example, it, happen, it happens to me, you know, I was working in research and development of uh, one pharmaceutical. At the very end, this drug that we were developing, it came to, my, to me. I hold this vial or syringe in my hands, you know, I saw the box. And imagine exhilaration, for example, when you see the drug that you have been developing at the shelves, that people are really, in a way, are in need of it, that you're making a difference. Of course, there is a profit from, from the other side of the story, but at the very end, you made the difference. You really see this. So in a way, the industry is important, for industry, it is important that every, this theoretical advancement, innovation is packed in a business case. It has to be purposeful. It has to be driven. It has to have milestones. It has to be in the form of a project. It has to show that, in a way, people need it. So we're not doing science just because of science. A lot of research and development sometimes feel like this, which is normal because you're contributing to the, to the global, broad, theoretical knowledge. So you're just putting a little speck of dust in the already how to say sound dean of knowledge that is acquired so you're contributed in a different way in industry everything is driven purposeful can be measured it is very very different but in a way at the very essence you're using your academic and theoretical uh, rationale in order to deal with these challenges that immerse throughout the process of research and development and what is very interesting now when i see because um I have been developing different type of uh, pharmaceuticals, originator molecules, so the molecules that are not on the market and they're really, really pure innovation, a pure miracle of science, and also biosimilars. Also, between diff- these two types of molecules, there is a difference in how you approach things. As I said, and I will also repeat it again, it's very important which mindset you have to, uh, in a way, build in order to tackle with some challenges that come your way in the professional sense on your Right.
0: Way and i think this then led you to you said project management right so you you've been developing all these molecules for quite some long time and i can also imagine like the anticipation you have because from research and development or from the from the from the bench to shelves you have to go through very long clinical trials and there's a high rate of failure so once you actually see, first of all, that medicinal product being used in clinical trials, then eventually, if you're lucky enough, on the shelves, I think that must be a thrilling thing, right? Yes,
1: yes. This is this is really, a, a, how to say, a huge drive because, as I said, you're doing something and you're making some things that is purposeful and that is really going to be used, you know? So it, it's very, very interesting when you see that all of these... Um, Theoretical knowledge and all of these meetings and uh, theses and different types of cooperation manifest in something physical. So this is, is how to say, a very, very different uh, and an amazing, amazing experience. But at the very essence, this is with every type of job. You know, you can have this mindset with everything that you do. You know, it can also be a service. It can also be a production of different type of uh, products. It doesn't have to be a drug. You know, what drives you? You know, and as I said, how you think about things that drive you is something that either gives you a lot of energy or just drains your energy. So choose, be wise and choose the positive
0: attitude. Exactly. And I I guess it's something that you have to be passionate about, right? Because if, if you're passionate about something, it's going to be easy to drive that through.
1: Yes. So this is the reason uh, why, why I said at the very beginning, it's very important to think about what drives you. And it's absolutely okay if this changes. So if, for example, if, if I just look at my career back, you know, at the very beginning when I was a student, my dream was to do a PhD, you know. And after I finished the PhD, I asked myself, okay, what's next? You know, but I didn't ask myself what's next at the point of finishing. I asked myself at the very beginning, I know that this is the road I want to do. And I know that this also has a deadline. So it's a study. It has a deadline. It is for some years, you know. And at the very beginning, I knew what is going to be future goal. And I started acquiring skills for other project management and uh, working in pharmaceutical industry at the very beginning of the task, uh, like applying for the PhD, you know. So think in
0: advance. And um, all these skills that you have acquired in terms of the soft skills, the science, and also business has now led you to... Managing projects for biosimilars, right? So, yeah. how, how how is that all then connected? It is very connected, and
1: it's very very important to have um, the, the basic, at least the basic knowledge about different areas, you know, because when you are on higher level in research and development, and that is the project management on leading people, you have to know the basics of psychology, the basics of economics, the basics of engineering, the basics of manufacturing, because you are in a way propelled from this scientific view which is focused on molecule and its stability per se formulation drug packaging etc you're propelled on a higher position where you have a different as i call it balcony view so now you're not only in a way responsible for the scientific part of the of the drug development but you also have to do the manufacturing you have to coordinate the clinical studies you have to also coordinate the timelines you have to coordinate the budget you know So it requires different perspective, it requires different thinking, and it requires really employing different types of skills. From HR, how to say uh, staffing, to the, as I said, budget managing. So you have to be available to connect, uh, in a way responsible, and uh, uh, also focused on connecting different sciences, different fields, and different type of people. Each person from each department, as I said, clinical manufacturing, research and development, finance requires different type of communication from 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 them you in a way require different type of deliverables so it's different it's very challenging but it's extremely stimulating it's not for everyone you know because sometimes it can be very stressful but you know if you have the attitude this the stress is pre- preparing yourself to be even better in this position as i do then it's very very manageable at the very end it really comes to coordinating people and coordinating activities.
0: So basically, you're responsible for that specific project from the bench all the way until the shelf, right? So you you ultimately have to have a full oversight of what's going on throughout the whole process.
1: Absolutely. From the launch of the candidate to the file submission, clinical studies and manufacturing. Yes.
0: Wow. So it's a, it's a long, long way, right?
1: It depends on, the, on which type of project you work. Uh, so. You- Yes, uh, it is a long, long way, especially if you are coordinating or doing the project management, not only biosimilars, because biosimilars are basically the molecules which were already developed by another company. So in a way, you know what is your goal. But it's even longer in case of originator molecules or new biological entities, as we call them. So this is the drug that has never been on the market. You are supporting this as a project manager, the drug that has really, that has just been invented. So in a way, you know where you want to go and slowly, the, the, as I said, the, the way or the staircase step-by-step step are going to be revealed on your journey, you know, so you do not have the final goal. So you have to coordinate everything.
0: Yeah. That's, that's really interesting that even within the same kind of job title, you have different approaches and different ways of doing things. I think uh, Janko, it was, a, it was a really good conversation. I enjoyed it a lot. You you provide so much advice throughout the whole session. I, I just, I, I had to make a lot of notes as well because I'll be using some of it in my personal life as well. I wish that we stay in touch as much as possible, hopefully some future collaboration. And I really hope that the listeners get inspired and hopefully maybe someone, you know, enjoys your, joins your bio camp and you find uh, the new spark that can help you driving this innovation as you already do.
1: Yes, thank you very much for the invitation, David. And I would also like to extend this invitation to join me on the vision of making the greater future for all of us together, all of us in our fields of expertise. It is possible. As I said, we have everything that we need. It is just the way that we maybe have to develop our future collaboration one to another in order to develop one another. So thank you very much. I really enjoyed this talk. And of course, we will be in touch.
0: Thank you for listening to the Pharmadelic Experience podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We have a number of exciting and interesting guests coming up in the next episodes, so stay tuned. But in the meantime, why don't you join the Telegram channel? We share career opportunities for students, graduates and junior professionals, as well as the career advice to help you find your dream career and achieve it. Until then, have a good one and I'll see you soon.